passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for BYU, Aaron Roderick. Some people have speculated it is Zach Wilson's job to lose. It's always wide open, and I get offended at the top of it. It's just decided who the guy is. I'm always creating competition and always evaluating, and every single day, every position in this whole program is up for grabs. Just because you earn a job doesn't mean you just have it for the whole season. you got to perform to keep it. If we don't win, I lose my job. So I always play who I think gives us the best chance to win. If Baylor is ever able to go, then we'll see what he can do. But right now it's Jaron or Zach because they're the two that are practicing, and they're both doing a really good job. Kristen Kenny on the big show. You had an experience that might have gone even farther into this whole thing. You kind of look back and look at it like it was a movie or a dream. Just surreal. I think dealing with the aftermath of it is more challenging, actually, than when we were physically there, just seeing now the trickle-down effect overall on our state and our nation. But, you know, during that time when we were there, it was absolutely surreal. And there's still a lot of unknowns, but I really think it was incredible how the situation was handled, which brought a lot of ease and comfort. Harvey Unga is here with us, a new BYU running backs coach. Tell us about this group of running backs, Harvey, and your hopes for them. Can it be a strength of the team? Definitely. Just to see the growth that they've had over the last few years, like me being a GA, it's been awesome. Like, good to, to see the growth and still see the potential. We got a solid group on the side of from. We got a, a bunch of really tough, selfless guys that just want to win. They're hungry. They'll do whatever it takes. And I'm excited for each and every one of them. The older guys, all the way down to the young and up-and-coming guys. And I'm biased, but I got a special group. And I love you, dude. Have you ever treaded water for a long time? Yeah, I took a uh, water polo class in high school. And that whole sport's about treading water. How'd you do? I mean, I wouldn't say Were I was good at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could do enough to play. What about you? You a, you a good water treader? Well, this is a little-known fact. Oh, but, man, uh, I should never I, have asked, should I? All right, I'm not going to. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, you no, already no, started. No, no, We're no, just no, treading no, water anyway. I was just going to mention the record I set that one time, you know, treading water. But I, I really don't want to get into it. You know, how you hanging on? Where are you? I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. Tom Brady, not with New England anymore. You talk about the legacy aspect. This is where the argument happens. We're talking about the best quarterback ever. I think he would rather win and have a little less cash than have more cash and not win. At this point in his career, don't you think that would be true? No. He's already won Come a on. ton. How much more money does he need? How many more titles does he need? He's taken less money than he had to for years now. He sees he's got two years left max, so go shake down Tampa for every last nickel that you can pry out of this because you can't work until you're 50. Do you remember that story about that guy who fell off the cruise ship and they treaded water until they were found? Now that was impressive. That is impressive. I agree. All right, let's... Wait, 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 wait. Think about that for a second. If you fell off a ship and you were able to keep your head above water for, like, hours? Long enough to be rescued? That's amazing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound impressed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. I can't think of any kind of human experience that would be more frightening than falling off a ship. You know, global pandemics up there. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> tough, too. <laughs> yeah. So now I have to add drowning to my list of things I'm scared of today. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. There you go. Sounds of one of the wildest weeks ever. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Sounds of the week right there. Brought to you by RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal from your house or for your house, excuse me, with uh, James Hardy, Brickstone, and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit, Fascia, and Rain Gutters. Check them out at RGSUtahSiding.com. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with us. What's up, Gordo? How are you today? I'm just fine. Thank you, Jake. Hope you're doing well. Hope all our listeners are well. Austin's hanging in, hopefully. Uh... Austin looks. He's looking good. I'm. Uh, I'm doing, doing okay. Yeah. It, it's. It's these. Uh, every uh, two to three hours, I have this fit of depression and anxiety, and then I listen to some good music or watch a comedian or two, and get right back at it. And you know, I'm feeling pretty good right now, guys. All right. Good. Good. It's good to see you, and good to hear your voice, uh, Gordon. As we continue to social distance here on uh, on the big show, and you know, I. I, I my wife and I both were in a bad mood today, Gordon, and I think it's just because this this reality of of what life's going to be like for the next little while uh, is kind of hitting home. And you know, it's it, we got to like Austin just said, we've got to find ways to to not be grumpy and and figure out how to get through this thing. And yeah, it's just just different. Yes, it is, uh, and uh, it seems like every day we wake up and we go forward and we say the same thing. This is unlike anything I've ever experienced. <laughs> and you go through it for the day, and then the next day, it's unlike anything you've experienced, even though you experienced it yesterday. It's just, uh, it's, you said the next little while. That, that, that's the big question, Jake. How long is that while going to be? Yeah. Uh, we, sorry, Gordon, and uh, I'm a little distracted here because I, I'm looking over into the the producer studio, and Austin is actively working on a story, and I understand that that some sources have have come out with uh, some news. Austin, what what are you hearing in there? Yes, this from the east side of the valley here on 97.5, 1280 the zone. The great TP famine of the cove has ended at El Chateau de Manson. The <laughs> The Monsons have found toilet paper? Is that, a, is that what your sources are telling you? That's what sources are telling me. Plenty of TP at GMs for the BMs. Okay, Gordon, so you're in a good mood today. Wait a minute. Who's, first of all, who said that? Who's your source? I and never reveal t- a source. Is it taken out of context? Because it's not like I got a mountain of TP at my house. <laughs> but you have some. Now, you have some more than you did yesterday? Well, it was funny because my wife did go to the store and picked up some toilet paper. And and <laughs> and they were only allowing one one uh, package per customer. Right, which is good. That is yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, that is fine. But she 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 brought it home and uh and I was in the other room doing something and I came out and there was this 
little package of toilet paper that had like six rolls in it. And I said to her, I said, you went and stood in line for that? And she started laughing. And then I realized that she had taken that out of the bigger package. So uh, anyway, I, I thought I thought if if you're going to go have to go stand in line for six rolls of toilet paper, man, we're worse off than I thought. No, I, I think that slowly the supply chain is catching back up. That's the key from a lot of stuff I read on a, on a serious note is that, you know, the demand was so quick and so all at one time that really it's not a it's not a supply issue with those sorts of things. It's a supply chain issue. So it's good to hear that things are catching up a little bit. And obviously that's smart of stores out there. I, I saw that uh, uh, at, a, at a store in our neighborhood today, too. They've got a sign. They say one per person. And, you know, we're we're just going to make Make sure that uh, that people in need, like apparently the Monson family, uh, at least have uh, a square or two for their backsides. Uh, is, is it un, uh, unethical for you to have one member of your family each go purchase a roll then or a package? Uh, unethical. I think that would depend on your situation. I'm not. I'm not here to judge, but I would say that getting more than you need is is not wise. At but this like point. one package per person that lives there, that's not more than you need, is it? I, well, I don't know. It depends on how big the package is because the package was pretty big. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, when you, depending upon the size of your household, like you said, I mean, I have six adults living at my house right now. So, you know, I mean, the need might be a little greater, but I, I don't know. I'm not into that kind of regulation. The idea. So that- oh, but here's the thing, Jake. I agree with you. How about just going out and shopping the way you normally do? Instead of making a run on all this stuff so that we can share with the rest of the community, that sounds like a good idea to me. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, and my, my wife uh, was at the store the other day, and she made a, a funny uh, observation, at least about this particular store, that there was a run on all the meat, you know, the meat products. But yet uh, she went over to the frozen food aisle. Still, you know, frozen food for, for <laughs> years at the store, but she's like, so the, the, the fresh meat that, that could spoil as opposed to, you know, the, the frozen stuff that will last forever at the bottom of the freezer, you know, in, in times of need, uh, nobody's looking at that. So I don't know. Hold on here. Hold on here. Then I have a question. Can you freeze your meat? I believe you can. Uh, that is true, Gordon. Yeah, that that's correct. Thank you for, so. for observing that. Appreciate it. It's going to be another day like that, isn't it? You know what? When no, I you're, don't know. When you're, have, you ever, have you ever frozen your meat? You know, Austin, when we're not in the same room as Gordon, I, I feel like we're that like there's less control. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, see, I feel like there's a little more because I can just be like, oh, you're breaking up, Gordon. We'll see you Monday. Right. But I feel like when you shoot Gordon a dirty look when he does things like that, that usually he'll be like, okay. No, that, that we don't need to do you think that. I, you think my dirty looks slow, Gordon Monson? More than what's going on right now, Gordon. If, if yesterday is any. Okay, okay, enough of this nonsense. Answer me this question. <laughs> Can you freeze milk? Yeah, I mean, ice cream? I mean, to, to extend its freshness. Yes, yes, I actually I know for a fact you can freeze milk to extend its freshness. Although, have you ever frozen your milk? Yes. Well, yeah, because you know we had a baby recently, so there there was that. Well, I guess recently, like two and a half years ago, but you free you froze your milk back then. Oh yeah, we had like a whole chest freezer full. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, like an incredible amount of frozen milk. You know what I did a lot of on uh, Earthquake Day. I spent a lot of time cooking meat 
and then dicing it up and putting it back in the freezer in Ziploc bags so we can uh, have a meal ready at another day. <laughs> Look at you. You're like the So, yeah, I froze my man. meat to okay. answer your question, Gordon. Oh, oh, well, we do have Gordon's list coming up here. Uh, I, I, uh, Gordon, I have some stuff to supplement the list this week. Can I participate? Right. Is that all right? Yes. Uh, yes, we, you may. You're more than welcome. All right, uh, let's get things started with Gordon's list, but I may I may jump in with an item or two, uh, if you don't mind. Howard Beck is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Joe Ingalls jumped on with PK this morning, the Joe Ingalls show. It was the first time we've uh, we've heard from Joe, and I thought, uh, well, it was a really good interview, but uh, important, and we thought we'd replay that at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So that's what's on tap. Let's get to uh, Gordon's list, however, and get things started. Austin? And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. The Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is the one name I cannot pronounce. I think I got everything else pretty much. How do you say his name? Leitia Fawa. Israel Kamakaviviola. Israel Kamakamakivola. Israel Kamakamakaviviola. Izzy Kamakamaki Makamakamavejo. His name is Muni Muni Noni Nori Kawasaki. Moroni Laulu. A Russian singer by the name of Anastasia Vish Nivskaya. I don't know how you say it. Martina Natural. Nat, natural nat, what's her name? How do, I don't even know how you say this guy's name. Jocko Von Zyl? Did you see a vision video of Louisville player? And I'm going to try not to butcher his name. Chinanu Onuaku? All right. SMU women's basketball coach Rhonda. How do you say this name? Rompola? Rompola? I don't know. Wow. That was... Very well done, Austin. You're on top of your game today. Uh, Gordon's List brought to you each Friday by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Gordon, uh, where do you want to start? Start with Ben Simmons. What uh, uh, This guy seems to have a problem when it comes to the Utah Jazz and uh, wanting to uh, stick it to their players a little bit. Did you see what he essentially said that he doesn't think that uh, Rudy Gobert, the two-time defensive player of the year, is a top-five defender? In the NBA. Hmm. Did you see this? I did see that, yeah. Did uh, not I, I, seem... He said... Uh, he, oh, do you have it? We've got some audio of it, uh, Austin. All right. We're working yeah, on I it. Look at, I look at AD, I, th- I think like he's a better defender than Gilbert because he can defend like guards at times. Yeah. So AD, number one. You said Kawhi, number two. Uh, Anthony Davis, um, Kawhi, Giannis. I'm putting myself in there, too. And then was uh, that four? That's five. I didn't say Rudy though, because I say Rudy. Nah, because I look at like Rudy and Pat, I put Pat B in there. You cannot put Rudy. You cannot not put Rudy in the top five. Why? Dude's a dude's. I'm nice. look. I play ball. I'm looking at guys who can guard one through five, man. Okay. Uh, all right. You okay, you, so you think it's personal then that he's? Oh, here's the problem personal. with his. This is the problem with his logic on this. He says you have to guard one through five. Can Patrick Beverly guard the centers in the league? 
Well, he, guard, he guarded Kevin Durant. Oh, Go come back. on. This, that's just stupid logic on his part. In order to be a great defender, you have to be able to guard every position. That's ridiculous. That's, it's, it's counter to what he's saying when he's making his own list. I don't know. I, I, see, I, just, I, don't, I don't think it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't agree with him, but there's logic there that the most valuable defenders that, uh, are those that can guard the most positions. I mean, that's why Dr- Draymond Green won a Defensive Player of the Year, so there's definitely some value there. I don't think that eliminates Rudy's value, and Rudy's value is, is much different than somebody who has that skill set, but I, there's value there. I can certainly understand it. It's not ridiculous. I think it is ridiculous. It's a, it, I mean, he has Be- Pat, Patrick Beverly on his list. Patrick Beverly can't guard every position on the floor. That's it. Uh, it's just, I don't know. He can guard uh, one through just, four. Okay, that's not one through five, is it? No, uh, but there. how many defenders can guard one through five? And maybe that's the point, that the elite of well, here's the elite the, Here's can. the other thing about it. It's like when people were are like uh, judging two teams that are going to play each other in the playoffs, and they go through and they give an edge position by position to one team or the other. And then they total that up and say, okay, I'm going to favor this team because they have three advantages, the other team has two advantages, or something along those lines. But what they don't measure is the difference between various positions where how, how wide that margin is. And th- this is the case with his logic here. Uh, Rudy is so good at protecting the rim that that advantage over what most people can do is greater than it is with others. And so it's hard to, to judge it according to the way he, the, his metric there, his measure. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, he would he would probably disagree with my opinion if I turned it around and said cause the, the, because of the fact that he can't shoot from outside of three feet, I wouldn't put him on the list of my top 50 players in the league. Mm-hmm. At least, at least Rudy, when he, he you know can impact the game so much defensively, is actually you know uh, a weapon for his position offensively and expanding that you know by seemingly the season. So you know mm-hmm. Rudy's overcoming his limitations. I don't see Ben Simmons breaking down his jump shot in order to figure out how to make his game better. So you know, I, I mean, you can you can turn that logic around on him. And our friend Chris Mannix would call me crazy because he loves Ben Simmons. But I think that restriction on his game, he can criticize Rudy for. For not being able to guard one through five, which actually, believe it or not, Rudy is not terrible at because he switched on to smaller players. But I would criticize his inability to shoot. I mean, I would rather have a lot of players than Ben Simmons because of that. Because well, if I you can... have Ben Simmons, you can't have Joel Embiid. That's why those two can't right. coexist. Because right. and, I, and look, Jake, we can disagree and, and everything's fine, whatever. Different people disagree and they can reasonable people can. But it seems like he has an edge to him. Uh, you know, he, he was so dismissive of Donovan Mitchell when people were comparing uh, the two of them. It's it's just kind of interesting that I mean we're talking about the two time defensive player of the league, and he's not even putting him in his top five. Come on, that uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, no, See, but we don't like Ben Simmons either. Anyway, moving on. How badly are you missing March Madness? Oh, I I love this uh, this weekend. This whole I mean, I love March Madness, but the first weekend's the most fun, right? I mean, you, you getting together with the buddies and and watching college basketball and having the your your favorite beverage and yeah, it's it's the best. Following your brackets, uh, doing the zone bracket challenge online, which is this is the first year we haven't done that, and 
pretty much the entire time I've worked here. I mean, it's yeah, I'm missing it a ton, man. This is this is one of the most fun times uh, uh, for the for a basketball fan. How about oh yeah, that's right. You we, we do have the road to the final highlight, our matchup, which we'll we'll get to at three fifty, where we'll uh, we'll close yesterday's matchup and we'll figure out what today's is. Are you missing live games in general? Yes, yes, very much. Everyone's so. talking about going back and watching this game or that game uh, from various sources. And uh, man, give me the live games because I don't want to know what happens. Although in some of the games, I've forgotten what happened. Yeah, well, I'm too busy watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So, <laughs> if you could relive any game uh, or see it, but uh, especially relive it—I mean, actually be there to see it. Which one would you pick, uh, Jake? Would it be a Vatek game, or w- which one would you go with? Yeah, probably going back to that. I wouldn't go to the the Sugar Bowl where they played against Florida State because they lost that game, obviously. But somewhere in there, uh, maybe the Miami game that year, uh, I, I would have liked to have been at. A lot of BYU fans would love to be able to relive, say, uh, McMahon to uh, Clay Brown, the 43-yard the, the pass, whatever it was, to win. That game against SMU, which was a remarkable ending over those last three minutes, was ridiculous. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, what are the games? Jazz fans might want to see the Stockton shot in Houston. I was there covering that game that night, and uh, that was something to see. A lot of folks might love that. I wonder which one, which game Ute fans would pick. What do you think? I don't know. I thought yours would be like what uh, Kenny Thomas when he was in New Mexico or something like that, or like a <laughs> like a Stony Case game. <laughs> Stony no Lobos. Case, yeah, like one of those Stony Case. Uh, if you're going to go with that, then why not Brian Urlacher? Well, maybe an Urlacher game. Yeah, maybe when Bronco was there at, at New Mexico with Rocky Long. I would I would have thought you would have gone back to to uh, one of those, but what do I know? Uh, you fans, I don't know, they're probably Final Four, maybe uh, maybe the Sugar Bowl in 08. That seemed like a pretty big moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a down-to-the-last-second situation, but it was that game was exciting. As I looked around uh, the Superdome that night, uh, every minute was exciting for Ute fans because it was uh, such a joy ride for them. So, uh, I'm I'm trying to trying to think of how about this, Gordon? Would you rather, if you were a Ute fan, would you rather have seen the Elite Eight game against Arizona in that mm, run, or yeah. the Final Four game against North Carolina? If you wanted to see your team win, obviously, maybe. You, would rather be at the finals just because it was the finals. But what about those two games? I think I would go with the Carolina game, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they were both great. All right. Uh, we will have more coming up next. Uh, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott again, Howard Beck, top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, we're, we'll let you hear from Joe Ingles, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, drops of the day. at uh, we'll, we'll do that around. Uh, you want to do that at 5.30, Aust? All right, drops of the day at uh, at five thirty. Well, more of Gordon's list. I'm going to help supplement the list a little bit today as well. It's a it's a busy one on the big show right here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Tom Brady, he says he's leaving the Patriots. Is Brady a Jerry Rice where he's undisputed, or is it more of the running back? There is no definitive GOAT. I think he's the GOAT. I think the difference is with Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice is like secretariat. He is 31 lengths to whoever the second best wide receiver is. I think Brady's the GOAT, but I don't think he has the separation from the field that Jerry Rice does. Well, then he's not the undisputed GOAT then. <laughs> he is in my mind. I think these other people are up But not if night. you just acknowledge that others can make a case. No. No, not that they that can't. Way. I don't think they Either can. Either you are or you they, aren't. They will, but they can't. It's Brady. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. God, I gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss, had it in a blind dance. It was only a kiss, it was only a kiss. Now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab while he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag. Now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick and it's all in my head, but she's touching his chest. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Band of the Day today, The Killers, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Selected by Austin. I, I think it's a little insensitive myself, but Austin's fine with it. Gordon, what do you think? Uh, why, why would it be insensitive? Maybe the Killers? I don't know. They have killer uh, music, Jake. Okay. Are you, are, are you comparing Jeez. the name of a band to a violin? No, no, I'm just trying to trying to put the right message out. That's all. It's good music. You're right. That's all. By the way, that, that is a great song, is it not? Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Very, it's very Mr. Brightside. That's why I picked it. Oh, see? That, <laughs> Jeez. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> isn't we this talking? about how what viewpoint you take though that's that's a good example there isn't true. it? true that is true hey gordon wait, can wait. i uh what sorry go ahead yeah go ahead go ahead no it's good let's move on with gordon's list you mind if i add something well, go right ahead. uh usa swimming leadership is urging the u.s olympic and paralympic committee to lobby for a one-year postponement of the tokyo olympics according uh, to a letter sent today by the organization and uh, actually it, it coincides and I heard Scotty and Hans talk about this the Olympic flame actually made it to Japan yesterday and uh, I think they're they're holding out hope that they can still do it but I mean uh, at this point Gordon I don't know how they would with all the run-up to the Olympic Games and, yeah, and all the training you, required yes, I mean training, how are they gonna pull the trials, it off all that stuff how, how you gonna do that but, uh, it, it seems like an imprudent to use a word, uh, I, I would agree. I would agree to that. Back it up for a year. Well, and at this time, and I realize that things will change by July, but at this time, you know, interacting with folks in other countries is somewhat, you know, we're trying to restrict that somewhat. And that's what the Olympics is all about. People coming from all over the world, the one place, and you want that to be safe. I mean, we've experienced that right here in Salt Lake. You know, Gordon, of course, I, I know you remember, but the, 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 the representatives of other countries and communities are around the world is all, they're all here. They're all in one place at one time. And you'd hate to see them all take something terrible back home and re-kickstart something. I don't know. I just think I, I like their optimism that they're hoping because there are literally billions of dollars at stake. But I think the, the USA swimming is probably more along the lines of reality, don't you? 
we all want to see normalcy again. I mean, get that. That's what we want. But in order to get that, we have to be abnormal right now. I mean, it's just get this thing contained, get it uh, beat or at least contained, and then move forward from that point and don't put the uh, the cart in front of the horse. I think it's important to think of. Yeah, I agree. Did you see, we were talking during the break about how people seem to be continuing to hoard, going buying everything off the shelves and all that. And I mean, it. And some states have said uh, you can't go out except for if you need essential items. Did you see this story out of New York that uh, liquor stores have been named essential? Have they? they? Can, well, they obviously they, they are. They can remain open in the New York lockdown. So Liquor stores around here are still open. I drove by one with quite a line yesterday because I'm sure they're uh, they're limiting how many people can come into the building uh, at uh, at one time. But they've been declared essential. Well, if people are going to be stuck at home, Gordon, you might as well have them intoxicated, no? <laughs> is that is that uh, is that words to live by? Uh, I, I I don't, don't know. know. It it seems like uh, you know it it could lead to more panic, right? And nobody's driving anywhere really, so hmm. you know maybe it makes it more suitable. I don't know, but they, I did see lines at uh, our liquor store yes, yesterday, and I do I have seen reports that they're going to try and stay open as long as they can. There are other dangers that come along with uh, our current circumstances. Did you see the story about a woman who tweeted out how badly she misses her boyfriend uh, in in quarantine the way she is? Come to find out that uh, people on Twitter went to work to find her boyfriend. It turned out that her boyfriend is engaged to another woman. No, oh, that's not good. That's not good for anybody. Yeah, that quarantine for that first woman is going to go on for quite some time. I think at least as it pertains to this particular friend who she's missing. I uh, <laughs> I bet you, um, you know, far down the road, uh, a very fascinating, well, probably a bunch of them, very fascinating social studies will be done on what's going on in the world right now, like relationship studies, you know, how many, if this leads to, well, children, which I'm sure it will, but uh, does it lead to divorces? I mean, how do we handle ourselves in these time of crises? What will the well, name of the children be? Because, like, there's boomers, uh, as we all know, from the, the boomer years. The, the, the baby boomers. What yeah. will these children be called? Corona kids. <laughs> Corona kids. Jeez. <laughs> Please, not The that. little viruses? Uh, but yeah, you know no, what I mean, not, Gordon. I read somewhere, Jake, where they were saying that the divorce rate is going up. Oh, I would totally believe because it. people are are spending too much time together. I didn't know that that was possible, but apparently, well, I it believe is. it. Like, like if if folks are struggling with their marriages, you know, which which happens every day, of course, in this country, unfortunately, and then all of a sudden you go to a circumstance where you're. You know, in real close quarters, you know, you could see why that would be the breaking point for some folks. I hope well, hope <laughs> I'm not one of those. I hope my marriage survives, but I get it. Well, sometimes people spend too much time apart, but now I guess you can have too much of a good thing. Oh, we're all we're all independent creatures, right? We have our family structures, but I mean, we all, you know, Gordon, I'm sure you enjoy a little Gordon time. Right. I mean, we're all independent people and we throw in into these circumstances. We're in close quarters. You know, there's bound to be a little conflict. Hopefully folks take a deep breath and deal with it. All right. 
probably speeds you up in the direction you're headed. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, if you love being with your loved ones, then you probably are, are enjoying some aspects to what's going on right now. But uh, if you don't enjoy it <laughs> that much, then that's going to become more apparent. All right, Gordon, I've got one for you. I don't know where I found this. This is uh, on some website. But five people who had a worse week than you, and they start this list off by saying these people didn't really have a worse week than everybody out there experiencing the pandemic, or certainly here in Salt Lake with the earthquake. But, uh, you know, they, you get their point. And I, I won't go through all of these. There's one where Vanessa Hudson, uh, Hudgens... Hudgens is yeah. obviously intoxicated in some way, shape, or form, and had a out of touch take about the coronavirus. But the one, uh, the one that uh, stood out to me that I kind of laughed at was uh, uh, Senator Marco Rubio. Did you see this, Gordon? He sent out a tweet that says, please stop spreading stupid rumors about martial law. Completely false. We will continue to see closings and restrictions on hours of non-essential business in certain cities and states, but that is not martial law, which is which is a fine message uh, to get out there from Senator Rubio. But do you know how he spelled the world, word martial law? How? Oh. M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. Martial law, of course, what is it, uh, Gordon? M-A-R-T-I-A-L when referring to martial law. So martial would, spelled that way, would refer to some, like there were a bunch of uh, Marshall Mathers jokes out there. Like, uh, was it, uh, wasn't the beaver's name Marshall? Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> so sure. anyway, he puts out this real serious tweet and spells it M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. I feel like... That, that would be a mistake I would make. Or like the store marshals, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-S. <laughs> I'm waiting for the marshal, for the posse to roll up. <laughs> anyway, I, I thought that that was funny. And then another one on here was the drunk spring breakers. And I don't know if you saw oh, that, brother, that CBS yeah, News report that's going around with these idiots that they found mm-hmm. to interview that just mm-hmm. said that they were going to keep partying through it. And how, yeah. <laughs> you know, shutting everything down is just ruining their time. Come on. Poor, poor. I know. I feel terrible. Uh, A bunch of them were like, we've had this planned for months. Oh, all right. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, you got people out there dying. I mean, mean, sometimes people are blinded by what, uh, by good common sense. No doubt. All right. Uh, Joining us now, he is our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. And Andrew, uh, Gordon and I were just talking about it. People are uh, in close circumstances, you know, relationships. We talked about how there'll probably be a baby boom from this situation. And there's still folks (laughs) that are are dealing with other things like ED. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a weird time. Of course, the you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of disaster going on up there, a lot of uncertainty, um, and we are seeing actually a big rush of guys coming into our clinic because it's maybe a time to press the reset button on the relationship. Um, erectile dysfunction is a serious issue. It can wreak havoc on a relationship, and maybe more so in a time like this when you're spending more, more time with your partner. Um, so guys are taking advantage of it. Maybe that's the silver lining with all, everything going on is that you can improve your relationship. Um, Wasatch Medical, of course, is treating guys with erectile dysfunction that are struggling with the results from the pills, struggling with the side effects, looking for a more natural solution. And that 
is what is so breakthrough about these treatments is it opens up the blood vessels, it improves blood flow, and eliminates the need for a guy to need the pill. Um, think about getting the spontaneity back in your life in, in the bedroom. It's, you know, it's major and we've seen a lot of success with it. And I know we talked to you the other day, Andrew, I know you guys down there are taking every precaution to make sure everybody is safe. We are. We know that guys are, are nervous to leave the house at all. Um, we are sanitizing the clinic multiple times a day. All of our staff are wearing gloves and masks and none are allowed to travel, and it's been that way for many weeks now. So we think it's a very safe environment. You'll come, you'll be put into an individual room alone. Uh, we're doing all of the social distancing. So if you have ED and you know maybe you've got some time off work, take advantage of this time. It's safe to come in and see us. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, and you guys are going to do a free consult, right, Ryan? Or excuse me, we right, are. Andrew? <laughs> we are, yeah. Uh, assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound is totally free to get you through maybe this couple weeks of awkwardness. We're giving you a little booster in the bedroom, I call it. Um, produces immediate results. That's free as well. If you've got ED, there is hope, and you do not need to take the pill any longer. Got to apologize, Andrew, because usually you're right here with us in studio. It's weird having you over the phone, and so I just, I just I called you Ryan from the Dish Professionals. So <laughs> That's okay. I'm missing you guys. So. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, 801-901-8000, we'll talk to you throughout the show. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. That's Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. That's what that was. Andrew's usually here. Well, and his last name, Reinhardt, that sounds like Ryan. Ryan, yeah, and that's that's true. We'll have Ryan from the Dish Professionals later, 801-424-DISH. But more Big Show straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Worst mistake I ever made as an official. Second and third, the shortstop was like, how many outs blew? How many outs blew? I looked down at my clicker. I go, yeah, yeah, one out. Of course, the very next pitch gets hit right to her. She scoops it up. She's got to throw it to the plate. She fires it home. Catch the light tag. Safe. All of a sudden, this coach is like, Lacey, we got two down. Go to first. And I'm like, they don't have two down. I look back at the scoreboard. Says two. Ah. And I just thought to myself, oh, I'm a dead man. <laughs> very next batter. Base hit. Three to one. Oh. Oh, no, man. <laughs> I'm standing there. I'm like, yep, here it comes. And I hear him like, Lacey, what are you doing? What, what, what? And all of a sudden, I hear this, blow! He lit into me. Thankfully, <laughs> they rallied and won the game 5-3. I don't know how. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Howard Beck will join the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. But right now we've got a fun thing going on on Twitter. 
follow at Austin Horton. You can follow at Zone Sports Net as well as we're doing a kind of sweet 16 of the best 16 moments of the NCAA tournament. Our way to kind of get by without college basketball, which we would be right in the middle of right now, Gordon. We'd be talking about scores right now if it were normal life. Uh, I'd be bragging about my brackets being so good. Right, because mm-hmm, you pick all the favorites every year. This year would not have been your year because everybody <laughs> yeah. was the was the same. You wouldn't have done so well picking favorites, I don't think. But let me let me guess, you would have had Kansas winning it all. <laughs> There's a good chance. All right, well, let's go through these moments. We had two matchups yesterday. We'll get the winners, and then we'll go into two matchups today. Like we said, usually we'll just have one matchup a day, but the math worked out that we needed to these first two days. So let's get the results from yesterday. Austin. Okay. And then down to a buzzer, buzzer vote. Whereas in the final minute of voting availability, Nova upsetting Georgetown in 85, the one seed, and Hampton over Iowa State, uh, the four seed, came down to a final vote or two, and Nova edged out with a 53 Oh, boo. As it should have been. Boo. And I'm telling Bowler you said that. Well, I mean, Bowler's call was I just terrific. realized everything I said was off air, by the way. Because of the new weird oh, you're board kidding. setup, so you guys really? heard it. The audience did not. So, hear. just real quick, none of our audience got those results, and we were just sitting there with dead air. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes. Nova upset of Georgetown, edged out Hampton by a vote or two, and Bryce Drew advanced over Georgia State by uh, quite a landslide. Okay. Is there an echo in here? No, I, I definitely, sorry. I definitely feel dumb right now. But you know what we do need to do is we need to pull that. Can we pull like Gordon and I reacting like, oh, yes, interesting? Yes, or, oh, yes. I'm going to tell both, so we can we can find out just how ridiculous, uh, ridiculously stupid we just yes, sounded right there. Yes. Can we figure that out? Yeah, I'll, I'll find oh, that for later. Man, yep. all right. Oh, boy. Uh, daily well, drops like are coming up at five thirty. Yeah, so. well, that's terrific. Uh, okay, well, let's go through today's matchup, shall we? Okay. Let's let's do. That sounds terrific. The one seed. Let's start with one seed Christian Leitner, the shot from ninety two. Quick pass to half court and call a quick timeout so they can get in better shooting range. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Yes! That one, Gordon, that one might be my favorite. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But that was that that was an amazing, amazing moment. What year was that? 92. Was that 19, what was it? 92. Oof. And they moved on to face uh, uh, Vegas, right, in the championship game, and uh, eventually won. That was an incredible Duke team, wasn't that the Grant Hill Duke team? Yeah, that was. Although that, Antonio uh, Lang, yeah, that right. Particular announcer, it was kind of like, "There's the pass to Leitner. He shoots." Ah! Yeah, he didn't really give us a real good description. Of course, if you're watching on TV, you don't need. So all yesterday, that. you told us we can't take the call into consideration because we were pulling for bowler and today you're going to discount that moment because the call wasn't good enough come no, on i'm not, not going to discount it i was just reflecting back on it it would have been nice because but the, the way that was said it sounded like oh it was just a routine pass to Leitner. that pass was unfreaking believable hmm. as was the catch and the turn and the shot 
but uh, we didn't get much description there. But that's okay. I mean, that's all right. All right. It's going up against a four seed, Moorhead State over uh, Louisville in 2011. 1-4, dribble drive kick. Ten seconds to go. Here comes the play. Goodman at the free throw line. Jumper. Speed dribble now and Steve is good at it. Four seconds to go. Mara foul. Wow. No That's call. A, had to call it. Game over. Pretty incredible, Gordon, but I don't know if that's going to be Leitner. No, I don't think so. But there probably are enough Duke haters out there that might uh, that might sway that vote. Right now, the vote uh, going the shot from Leitner, 67.6% to Moorhead State upset win, 32.4. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the just iconic moments in NCAA tournament history. So. That's why it's a one seed. Yep. Much better than Nova from yesterday, that's for sure. Uh, well, let's go uh, to Hold our next here. matchup here. Hold on here a second, Jake. See, this is, this is where I feel like I need to reiterate with you youngins what a big deal that that Nova win was! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you you got to it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but you, when, he's a good when that boy, was, but he don't listen. When that was part of our matchup, you know that whole thing. <laughs> Should we uh, have like a fifteen second uh, break of silence and then have you and I start talking again? No, let's let's not do that. All right, okay. our next matchup today, number two, George Mason makes the final four in two thousand six. Denim Brown, three to go. Denim Brown, four, three. No good by George. The dream is alive. Kind of that that really iconic Final Four, non-blue blood George Mason team. I mean, that was a pretty great moment. Although that always disgusts you because you hate it when teams like that make it that far because they never come through. From that point on. And they got uh, creamed in the next round. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not going to vote for them. Uh, up next, that's going up against three seed. Michael Jordan shot for UNC first oh, title in 50 boy. years. A one-point lead for Georgetown. No, they stay in the 1-3-1 with Ewing in the middle. They've got to look to get it in there. You can't with a shot blocker like Ewing. Take so much time. Gordy the Black. The time, 18. Jordan, 14 seconds. Brown. Look for look for Sleepy Floyd. Look. Oh, he threw it to the wrong man. He threw it to Worthy. It's over. It's over. Sleepy Floyd was in that game. How about yeah. that? Man, that was a really good North Carolina team. Wasn't that uh, what Brad Doherty, James Worthy, Michael Jordan? Who else? Am oh, I'm Sam I'm Perkins. Is that the one when he, when the, when the Sleepy threw it to the wrong team? Yeah, oh, that's did, exactly is right. Is that what he happened? He threw it to Worthy. Huh. Yeah. How about that? That was a, sort of a sad moment for them. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Jordan, I wonder if he pushed off on that shot. You know, interestingly enough, George Mason beating Jordan's shot right now, 58.8% to 41.2. Might be some anti-Jordan bias in the voter pool. <laughs> 
wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be surprised at all. All right. Uh, we'll get to Howard back coming up right around the corner. But joining us now is our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, hey, uh, we may be kind of experiencing some different times, but certain things folks are still experiencing out there. And that's ED. And that's why you guys are continuing to help folks. Right, Andrew? We are. We are continuing to help folks. We are open for business even during this difficult time. And in fact, it's kind of hard to believe, but there is a rush of guys that are coming in now because maybe all this time at home has put a magnifying glass on the problem. Um, The ED is magnified a little bit, and it's a great time to get it fixed. So uh, we're running some great deals, great promotions during this difficult time. Uh, We have a treatment at Wasatch Medical that addresses the root cause problem of ED, and that is a really good thing to remember about this. You don't have to take the pill. The pill is a symptom reliever, best case. Uh, In most cases, it doesn't work at all. We treat the root cause, which is opening up the blood vessels. Um, What would happen to your life in the bedroom if there was double the blood flow into this part of the body? That is what we have seen with guys that have been through our treatments. Normal and natural spontaneity in the bedroom, you get that natural function back that so many guys want. And absolutely uh, can still uh, benefit somebody's life. You could get back to normal in a matter of weeks. Yeah, you can. Typically, a guy would go through a treatment uh, for two to three weeks. That's it. It's not something that you have to do for the rest of your life, like the medication. Um, We had a 76-year-old guy recently. I've told the story a couple times. uh, ED for 10 years. The pills didn't work. The injections didn't work. He was seeing fantastic results. In fact, he was completely happy with the results uh, one week into the treatments. So think about that. If you're out there listening struggling with ED, just a week or two from now, you could be experiencing fantastic results. All right, 801-901-8000 is the number to call, and they can uh, give that a call and get on the schedule for a free consultation, right? Yep, exam, consultation, um, a medical analysis. It's really cool with the doctor to be able to sit down and talk to somebody that's probably seen more ED than anybody in the state. Uh, That's free if you call us now. We're also going to give you a special little booster to get through this difficult time. It produces instant results in the bedroom, all free to those that call us now. 801-901-8000, Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. That's Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Give him a call. Howard Beck joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.